How something can happen right next to you and you not see it is unbelievable, right? Well, maybe not. Right under your nose. That's what we're going to be talking about on today's Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray, Peace Walker Podcast, episode 168, Right Under Your Nose. That is the name of the episode because sometimes... You think you're paying attention, you think you're aware, but you're really not. And things happen right underneath your nose. And you know what? It's not your fault. A lot of times it's not your fault. We're going to talk about why. Before we get into that, I'm going to extend my invite to you to take advantage of my free home study course. 6daydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot, is going to give you the website where you can put in your email and I will give you access to my free home study course where you're going to learn in a handful of very short videos, you're going to learn how to protect yourself, how to be a tough target, how to be more aware, like we're talking about today, how to survive a circumstance, how to defend yourself, and how to protect other people. And hopefully, how to be a a more effective, a better, more successful, more grounded peace walker. Have peace inside of you so you can inspire peace around you. And this all starts today, if you want it to. Right now, if you want it to, because you can Get on 6daydefense.com, I'll spell it out except for the dot, and get access to that home study course. And then you can take it at your leisure. But I wouldn't wait because life is too short. And this program has changed people's lives and even saved a few. Not only are you going to get access to my home study course, but you're also going to get delivered to you in your email inbox almost every day, a message for me sharing a story of my own life or the lives of others, most of which are in our community, and how we utilize these Peace Walker Walker skills, these Peace Walker perspectives, how do we utilize these things in real life, in our everyday, real-time life, not in an action movie, not in your academy or the dojo or studio or gym or whatever you work out in, not in your head playing out all these crazy fantasies, but in actual real time in your life, being a better protector, living a more powerful, more confident, more clear life. And you can start right now if you want. Get on 6daydefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot, and you can discover what is already inside of you. You can uncover your grace superpower, which is right inside of you right now, how to be a better protector. 
make sure you're protecting the right stuff and do it with more skill. Okay, so I was talking about things that happen right underneath your nose. And so it is Tuesday right now when I'm recording this, the day after Labor Day. And myself and the girls and that were up in Luzerin. Is it Luzerin or Luzerin? Luzerin, Luzerin. Uh, it's near Grayling. It's about two and a half hour drive from Grand Rapids here. And it is a podunk town. It is a town, a population of 750 people. And we had a fantastic time. We got an Airbnb, a little cabin out there. And we went to a small town parade. We went to the VFW for a fish fry that we had missed. We went back to the VFW a day later for fireworks. And it was, the weather was gorgeous and beautiful. And... It was fun doing all the small town America stuff. And then uh, yesterday, Monday, we decided we we're going to take a tubing ride down the river. Um, not sure what river now that I'm thinking about. I wanted to say Pyramaquette, but that is not correct. But anyways, it was a river and it was a little cold. But it was all right because it was very hot out yesterday. It was in the 90s. So it was a perfect day to take a tube, ride down the river for a few hours. So we've been riding down the river on the tubes, having a good old time, soaking up the sun. Now, I know what you're thinking. Tubing, very much like bowling, often involves drinking. However, just so we're on the same page, that was not part of the day. Today was a family day. There was no drinking involved. So perfectly sober, except for high on life and the great outdoors because it was absolutely beautiful. There was not a cloud in the sky. The trees were a luscious green. The water was very refreshing. And it was just a great day to be out, great day to be out with the family, great day to go soak up the sun and, and uh, take advantage of the nice weather. So we're going down, um, and the, about the halfway mark, there is a little park that you can pull off at and, you know, go to the bathroom, have a picnic, do whatever you want to do, pull your tubes up or kayaks or canoes or rafts or whatever the hell that you have. And, uh, you know, and then after you're done, then you can, you know, meander the rest of the way down the river. Well, we weren't planning on stopping, so we're kind of going by, and kind of the kid was a ways away from me probably 20 yards but anyways so there's this family hanging out there playing in the water couple young couple and uh i want to say two kids but i'm not sure no at least one so anyways so there's this kid i see him he's floating down the river and the mom is, you know, kind of running after him. I thought they were playing. And then I, I hear the mom screaming and yelling at the husband that the husband wasn't watching this kid. And this kid, his head was down in the water. Um, but again, I didn't really pay much attention. I, he, I thought he was playing. So 
she runs after him, picks up the kid, you know, but the kid was floating, it's not funny, funny now, it wasn't then, the kid's floating downstream, head in the water, no life preserver, apparently, and happened right under our noses, and we didn't even really know what was going on, we meaning myself, Jen, and the girls, we didn't really know what was going on, by the time I knew kind of, oh, this this could be an emergency, it was pretty much done. Uh, me and the, the uh, gal had picked up the kid and was yelling at the husband. F-bombs dropping everywhere from those country folk. But, uh, but the kid was all right. But my point is, is sometimes things are happening right underneath your nose and you don't even see it. And by the time your gears shift, it's either done or it's too late or whatever it may be. Um, it's like I've had this happen several times in the past couple months. Now, is it that I need to pay attention more? No, I was paying attention to, to things just fine. Sometimes these red flags are masked by everyday life. They're masked by you don't know the whole story. They're masked by you are thinking in a different context. Even if you are paying attention. So let's say hypothetically we are paying attention. Like that instance, right? I saw the parents playing with the kids and I saw the baby floating baby was a toddler and I saw the woman the mother kind of splashing after the toddler but in my head they were playing not realizing that there was a potential emergency happening now the kid was a little bit she was way closer to the kid than I was like I said I was probably I would say 20 yards probably 30 30 feet or so away um the river was not that deep so we could have waded through it so i probably could have gotten to the kid but uh, luckily the mother got to the kid first and it was very interesting though that nobody reacted until afterwards and then everybody kind of reacted and it wasn't that one wasn't even really that incident really was not the bystander effect. The bystander effect is when you see something happening, you know it's an emergency, but there's a sense of diffused responsibility where you don't want to engage for many reasons and you believe someone else is going to, to, going to engage. Um, and then when one person does, then it kind of breaks a spell oftentimes and then other people will help out too. Not always, but sometimes. So this really in my opinion, was not that phenomenon. I think everybody around didn't know that it was an emergency until the mother started screaming at first. Um, they were kind of yelling at each other before. So when she started yelling, it was kind of like Peter, you know, Peter and the wolf, Peter crying wolf again. And uh, nobody really was paying attention because of how she was behaving earlier. So when she was going chasing after a kid and yelling like she had been yelling before, um, 
I don't think anybody realized that it was in a potential emergency. And uh, luckily it did not turn into an emergency. But it was those actions and the emergency or potential thereof were masked by the subterfuge of behaviors of everyday life. So sometimes you're right in the middle of something. You're right in the thick of it. You're, it's right underneath your nose and you still don't see it. So a lot of people, until they really think about it and or experience something, they don't really see it this way. So you could have an accusation like, well, why weren't you just paying attention? Well, A, I did see them. But B, uh, you know, aside from me being able to read every little nuance, um, and, you know, part of me was thinking about my day of vacation. But, like I said, it was not a distraction, meaning we were all fully aware of what was going on. We saw it. We didn't understand what we were seeing. So getting context is important when you are assessing things. And if you don't have the correct context, sometimes you don't know how to decipher what's going on. But that's not always your fault, right? There's not, sometimes there's nothing you can train for that, like out of context. Had I had a different context in my head when I was, when I was seeing this circumstance, I would have read it differently. So we have what's called the tactical action or the TAC-ACK. Number one is assess the circumstance. Assess the situation. Number two is determine your objective. What is the objective? Number three is devise a very simple plan. And then number four is execute the plan. And then you go to number one again, which is assess. So in this case, the assessment was wrong from the beginning. Therefore, the objective, the plan, and the execution failed miserably. If you want to say it that. <laughs> right? So nobody assessed the situation, right? So from the beginning of the interaction or the beginning of the circumstance, once it, once it was witnessed, it was totally skewed because the assessment was incorrect. Because without the proper assessment, you're not going to have the proper objective. You're not going to have the ability to devise an effective plan. And obviously execution may be at the very least non-existent or hesitate. Maybe you hesitate to do it or you don't even consider doing it at all, right? So be careful of things that are happening right under your nose and making sure that you have the correct context. Buddy of mine was an undercover cop a long time ago, and he was catching a mugger. And when he took down the mugger, there was a valiant civilian who thought that my buddy, the undercover cop, was the assailant. So he started kicking the shit out of him. 
And one of the other cops came in and pulled him off of him. And uh, didn't want to blow my buddy's cover, so they made it kind of look the part. But anyways, they fortunately for the guy, they did not arrest him. Um, they gave him a stern talking to and let him go. But um, point is, is his tactical action plan, attack act, was also inaccurate, right? His assessment was wrong. In his assessment, the undercover cop was act. He he thought was the assailant. He didn't realize it was an undercover cop. So his objective was to get him off the guy. His plan was to beat the hell out of him until he did that, and then. He obviously executed his plan, and it didn't uh, quite go as planned because he assessed it wrong. So even right underneath his nose, he made another type of an assessment, 180 degrees from the assessment that we made about that young child, and it backfired on him. So, So be careful of things... that you witness because you could see them wrong. You could think you're seeing them correctly and just be totally inaccurate in them. So be mindful. Be mindful of that. Luckily, in my case, well, luckily in both cases, that I, the stories that I told you, that the kid was all right. And then number two is luckily, you know, the uh, mugger was caught. The police officer under that was undercover was all right, although I was a little pissed. And the valiant civilian did not get arrested, although he got a stern talking to. But um, there you go. There's a little words of advice that you don't always see things clearly, even when you are being aware. And also a little tactical action plan. So you can make your own little tack act. Assess the situation choose your objective, make a simple plan, and then execute it. And then reassess and do, keep doing that until the problem is solved. All right, gang, that's all I have for you for today. I hope that you had a good holiday weekend and keep going. We'll see you on the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.